Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. We've got a caller in the queue, which we're, we will be getting to in just a moment. Whom we will be getting to in just a moment, that is. And um, before we do that, of course, we want to let you know how to get a hold of us. 914-338-0164. That's the number for those who haven't called in yet. Do press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. We also invite you to join us. On Facebook and on Twitter, those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk radio profile, Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic. And uh, I guess that's it. I think we are ready to take our caller, 316 area code. Hi. 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 It's Brianna. Hi, Brianna. How are you guys? Doing okay. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So she's four six ninety two, Neil. Yes. Nineteen ninety two. So what's what's going on? Well, um, I guess before I say anything, I just wanted to know if you guys feel or have an update or um, I don't know, like a switch in the vibe of Jake or anything. Um, if anything has changed or if you guys feel different or. With, she's 4692. Four, six, uh, have you been talking to Jake? Well, I did. I, I was going to see what you guys were like picking up on it. I, I know, but that's not my question. My question is, have you been talking to Jake? Um. No, but some things have happened, like, since the last time, like, we've talked. So, did, was there a uh, breakup? No. So, well, you haven't been talking, but things have happened since the last time we talked. So, have you, so there's no breakup. Uh, there's no. no breakup. But there's no, no. communication either. <laughs> Has yeah, there been any has there been any communication? So um, basically, um, he posted a Facebook story of a football highlight of a high school football player saying, "Man, I get three years with this young man," and he hashtagged the school, which is in Georgia. And so now I'm confused because he hasn't said anything about accepting a job in Georgia. 
So why would he post about a football player from there unless he was going to work there? And then now he just posted, if you're in the Atlanta area and want to put in the work, like come to football practice, we will be at this high school. So I'm confused on if he's coming back because he said if he came back, he'll work here for three years. So there's that three again. So he so is he recruiting while he's there and coming back? Is he going to stay there and coached? And I'm just confused because um, – I guess I don't know what to do on my end unless, like, I know if he's going to cure or not, like, risk well, my heart. You can I, – I mean, the possibility of having a relationship that's long distance is is viable. And if you're – if he's interested in continuing the relationship with you and you feel the same way. So mm-hmm. I don't think the relationship necessarily has to be over if you um, – if he takes a job somewhere else, but the root, the problem right now that you have is communication with him. So after the show, did you take our advice and reach out to him or did you decide not to? I decided not to because when the, before he left, I left the ball in his court and I asked if he wanted to end things if even if he moved to Georgia and he told me no, and I said, well, I didn't want to get away of your job or work or anything. And he was like, you're not, I don't want to end things. And I feel weird reaching out just because he said that. And then like the communication hasn't been there. And I feel like if I was to reach, cause I, from everything since he's left, it, it seemed like he didn't get the job, like I told you before, because he just didn't post about it. And I know if I reach out to him and talk, that's what, that's the main reason why everything's up in the air is because it's surrounded by this job. And so I didn't want to put him in a position of, like, embarrassment if he didn't get a job. But I also know he recruits. So uh, that could still mean he comes back. I just don't know. I get what you mean by, like, the communicating, but I feel like there's just a lot that happens behind the scenes that makes me almost, like, feel like I don't want to put him in an uncomfortable position because I feel like if he was comfortable and he got a job, like, I would know about it or hear about it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, I just, from my perspective, the fact that there's been nothing on his end either, the fact that he hasn't reached out to you, I just find very strange. I mean, if you're in a relationship with somebody, there's going to be, I mean, there's going to be. Well, that's why I feel weird because, like, we never, we never, like, established, like, okay, like, we're in a relationship or, like, anything like that. I understand that. But you are in a relationship. You've had, you've, you've been intimate with him. So it's a relationship, but you've, you haven't established the the context of the relationship or or like he told me he didn't want me to be with anyone else yeah yeah like he's told me like he's talked about the future and stuff that's why it's like all just so confusing because everything happened so abruptly and him moving that's like we didn't get to like finish like or establish like what the heck is happening with us so when he left, everything was like up in the air because everything happened within a week. Listen, Brianna, your problem is that he isn't mature enough to have this unique, proper, and healthy balance. He's not balanced. So he's going through this turmoil. 
And in this turmoil, his, his constitution is not balanced enough to be able to handle everything. So what he does in his emotional world is he starts to panic about his ego, his life. And during mm-hmm. that time, you're not visible. He's saying mm-hmm. to you, look, just, just stay over there. Just stay over there and, uh, and, and don't, don't do anything that, that would hurt me. I'm here for you, but right now I can't give you what you need, and I can't even discuss it because I'm, I'm struggling. So it's like saying, mm-hmm. you know, let's say you found him in the ocean and he's drowning, and you say, you know, you're not paying me any attention. Why don't you, while you're drowning, why don't you talk to me about our future? He's going to say, just get back on shore. Let me figure out how to get back to the ocean, to the shore. So your panic is confusing because you're wanting what's normal. Normal mm-hmm. would be he can talk to you and tell you what's going on and keep correspondence rich and vibrant. But so what you're wanting isn't wrong, but where you're going with it and in, in your interpretation is not going to work because you're going to force him to do something he can't do right now. And you seem to have That's some... That's why I haven't reached out. Yeah. Well, I would say don't panic. Give him... He says he wants a commitment, so give him time. You're, you have an anxiety level like him, but your anxiety level is wanting this sound proof that there's a viable connection between the two of you. And because you're not getting that, it's freaking you out because you don't know what to do because you're a traditionalist. Mm-hmm. You want tradition. You want a marriage. You want children. You want to know your husband's accountable and available. So the things you want are very traditional in their scope. But right now, he's not in that place. So I would advise you to just... Connect with him. Don't be afraid to connect with him, but don't demand anything. Well, I, 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 I still stand by the advice that she try to initiate communication. Yeah, connect. With him. I, I, I mean, <laughs> he, he's obviously distracted and isn't going to, or hasn't, hasn't, hasn't reached out to you, except he did reach out to you because of the picture you posted um, with that football player. So that was the last communication. He was the last one to, to, um, to send a message to you, and you've decided not to respond. So, I mean, he may feel strange about that too, Brianna. Did you go home mm-hmm. yet? Have you gone home? So, oh, yeah, I did go home um, this past end, and I just got back. Yeah, I just think that, you know, I think you're going to feel better if you if you are able to connect with him and then determine where he's at. Yeah, and I've never been the one to put pressure on him or demand anything. Like, if anything, I've been the opposite, and that's why I pushed him away a lot in the beginning. And it was him being like, it doesn't matter where I go, like, I want to be with you. It's him, the one thing he wants, the family and all this. Like, it was all with him. And now that everything's up in the air, I feel like the roles have almost reversed in a way. 
Well, I mean, you, you both are still young, and you're still going through karma. And so nothing is extraordinary here. I would stay connected to them without expecting any demand. Just if you can keep the conversation going, then we're okay. Okay. Um, you know, you've got to be able to keep the conversation uh, vibrant. So, uh, but without any attachment that you're waiting to hear something that disturbs you where you would go, well, well, that doesn't mean, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I thought we had a future. Just don't panic. What you want is communication and keeping it going. And don't worry about the difficulties um, along the way. You're going to have better coping skills. The question here is how how are you going to cope? Yeah. You know, your coping skills have to be increased so that you don't freak out. There's some level of anxiety you have, uh, Brianna, that that suggests you get you get you get nervous if there isn't clarity, and so your coping yeah. skills seem to be a little bit mixed up there. I don't know where that comes from. Maybe something in your upbringing. Maybe it's just genetic. I don't know. But but you've got to learn to keep your cool. Because Yeah, I tend you know, to shut where down. From, where does that come from? Were you always, like, did, do you have a security issue in life? I just, I just don't like feeling like a burden. So I tend to shut down and just stay in my lane and not say anything. That's why also I haven't reached out. I don't want to feel like a burden or if I reach out. Because even if I reached out, it wouldn't be anything. I would, I'm not the girl to put pressure on him or bring up our relationship. It would just be a casual. But even me doing that, I feel like because he knows what we've talked about last in our last conversation, that it would, he wouldn't respond because it would go to something serious, even if I'm not trying to make it serious, just because of how we left it. So I just try not to be a burden to people and just kind of shut down. Well, well, okay. I mean, there there's good things about that, having said that, that you don't want to be a burden to people. I mean, some of that could have some healthy content, but I, you know, what you're left with is your own inner anxiety and nervousness. And that's, I'm, I'm addressing that over, the, over your attitude about not wanting to be a burden to people. Um, that one you're going to have to straighten out too, because I, you know, when you say burden, I don't know really, there's so many ways of being a burden to somebody that I'm not sure what you mean by burden if you're just talking about communication and and being you know transparent and 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 available so yeah. i don't know how you're being a burden to him it, unless you're saying you know i don't want to get it i don't want to disturb his career or get in the way of his life but i still have these needs so i don't want to burden him with my needs i don't know but your are you are you guys sorry go ahead oh um i'm sorry to interrupt no go ahead oh no i just um i 
I I understand everything Neil is saying, and I know there's a lot of stuff I need to work on because um, I tend to overthink. And when there's not clarity, the only thing you can do is like overthink and put you know stuff in your own head. But I just didn't know if you guys felt because he keeps bringing up this three and um, the three years, and so I just didn't know if you felt more drawn to Missouri or Georgia. Because you mean what time is three years you're at huh. or 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 Georgia? Yeah, like if you guys feel more drawn to like the him being in Georgia or coming back to Missouri because he brought the three years again that you guys mentioned, like the number three. As his master numbers three. So he could stay three. He keeps talking about, and he's thirty right now. No, he's he's twenty nine. He's 29, but he's going to be 30, right? Yes. When is his birthday? Yes. When is his birthday? Um, March 15, 92. March 15, 92? Yes. Okay. Yes. 3, 15, 92. So he's 29, mm-hmm. which is his inverted year and your inverted year, but he's July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. He's nine months away from a change. He's approaching it. Yeah. So, So, you know, I don't know. I mean, you're in Georgia. Are you in Georgia? No, she's in Missouri. No, I'm in Missouri. Uh, My guess is that he'll come back to Missouri for three years. But I might be dead wrong. But right now, it sounds, it feels like that. Now, if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. you know what, Brenna? I'm wrong. Okay, so I'm wrong. But right now, that's my hunch, that it doesn't sound like anything's going on over there that would keep them there. It sounds like things are up in the air. But it's. But I also think that the relationship, if it's going to work out and progress, is not contingent on whether he comes back to Missouri. I mean, sometimes, yes, it's a relationship may not work because of location issues. But if he's mm-hmm. serious about you and he's in Georgia, there's a way to make a relationship work if you are that far apart and it's meant to work out. Well, three is his master number. So he's approaching his karmic element of 30. And that's going to de- and he's talking about three because he doesn't understand that no. that's his master number. But he's, he's understanding something about the energy of that, of that period. So he, but he doesn't, he's not conscious of it. So the matter is, is he going to be three years in Georgia or three years in Missouri? Now, exactly. If if the three years are going to be in Missouri, see, you got a problem no matter what, because if he's three years in Georgia, he's not going to make any commitment to you, marriage or anything like that. He's going to be three years there, and the two of you may go back and forth, back and forth. If he's three years in in Missouri then what's going to happen is what you're going to be fighting with him is depression because he's going to feel like he failed. He didn't get to where he needs to be. But then in, in that interim, somewhere in that earn term, he might ask you to marry him. Now, that doesn't solve your problems either because what you're going to have to deal with this man is his fragile ego because he's going to mm-hmm. be there for you until he understands who he is. And he has security. Now he may he may in a year and a half you two may be married. Maybe. 
if he's in Missouri. Yeah. It's not going to happen. The marriage wouldn't happen till later if he was to stay in Georgia and they stayed together as a couple. Yeah. I mean, their master numbers are three and four. Those Seven. are their months. They're in the same year. Their years add up, their days add up to 12, which is a three. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a running theory, psychically speaking, that the two of you may lock, lock in. Their days, You're not destiny soulmate. Their dates add up to your potential, your, your energies are, are such that you both came down to meet each other. You knew each other from a past life. But the, the, the switch over the fence is what are you not going to do with that? We've already established you're meant to meet, to meet, to meet together. But we haven't established that it's destiny. So there are some mm-hmm. things to consider about creativity and what people do to make choices in life. The idea that, that there's a good chance that he's your husband is still viable. It's there. It's about 88%, but not 100. So we got to look mm-hmm. at that shadow. What we have to determine is, you know, if he decides to go back to Missouri, then the chances are you're going to marry him sooner than later. You made a good point about the ego thing because he was let down a lot, like he was in the NFL, and then his agent dropped in manager, his dad's the coach, and I feel like when it comes to his job and work, it's this whole other, I've never seen anyone react to work and jobs as he does. Like, there's something tied to him in work, which is a sensitive topic, like he has something to prove because he's been let down and feels like he's failed a lot. And so... When it comes to jobs, I like that's where I stay back because it's like so sensitive towards him. And he says he goes through a depression if he like feels like a failure when it comes to his work. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's him. And 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 he has to feel good about himself in regard to the physical goals that he meets. Not not his attitude about himself no matter what. He has to actualize physical goals or he's not gonna feel good. Yeah. It, yeah. You can't theorize. You can't say, well, you know, you're you're doing good and you're who you are. He's not going to listen to that. He needs physicality. Yeah. Because he's in the exactly. physicality. He's yeah. a sports guy. I mean, he's on, yeah. you know, he's like a brute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like a competition. He's like very competitive. Right. You know, it's a waiting game. Well, you know, it's it, a waiting game. It is a waiting game. We'd see if he's going to be in Missouri. I think he might be, but I may be. I mean, it is a waiting game, but as far as what his decision may be or what you find out about what he's deciding to do, Brianna. But yeah, again, I'm. I still advise you to connect with him. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you've what... been saying that. I feel like maybe I should after you've said yeah. that. Yeah, I think you it. should. Because you're um, not going to get said even if I. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, um, no, no. When you're talking about me reaching out and then like, because um, Neil said if he comes either way, like if he stays in Georgia, Missouri, like we'll, we'll have like our issues or whatever, because I have to deal with like his ego with his jobs and stuff. But um, you said something about even if I was to contact him and we tried Missouri, we wouldn't be together till later. So, well, I I'm reach out. Sure. As far as if he was to stay in Georgia, Oh, I mean, was, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Georgia. Yeah, that's you would be together. You you wouldn't ultimately marry probably when he's in Georgia, but you could still 
continue a relationship with him, but it's not going to be as fast in, in progress as it would be if you were just to come back to Missouri. But mm-hmm. um, I don't, I, I don't know. I just think that I, I think you're going to feel more settled if you reach out to him and get, you know, get some clarity about where, where you stand with him. You know, you got to remember okay. you're, you're, you're two years away from your karma resolution and he's almost less than one. So if there's going to be a working out of your energy, that may be where the year and a half takes place. If he's going mm-hmm. to, if you're going to get married. Um, so he's, he's going through a transition and what you should do is reach out to him. Like Kristen said, be light, be a little bit entertaining, you know, don't be heavy and ponderous. Just, just say, hey, you know, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I love you. Um, what's up? What's going on? I don't even need to say that. You could just, I mean, connecting is, waiting is kind of silly. You just connect to them. Well, yeah, and you're driving yourself crazy. I, I mean, how, I, with this yeah. part of your life being unsettled, I, this has been weeks going on now, and how are you able to really feel grounded as you move about in your own world, you know, yeah. with this unsettled issue of, of non-communication going on? No, you're right. You're right. And I'm sure it impeded your enjoyment of your trip back home because it was weighing on your mind what's going on with him. So it's just complicating your life not to have communication. It would be better if say 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 he decided to end the relationship. At least you would have closure. If he said, Brianna, I'm not interested in continuing this, at least you would have closure and be able to move forward. The problem right now is that you have no idea what's going on with him at all and you're just yeah. waiting and I don't think that's healthy so no yeah I get what you're saying yeah that's my opinion yeah I've well what was weird was I've been feeling actually pretty better like it hasn't hadn't been on my mind for the past two weeks and then I went home I was able to be around my friends which helped me mentally which I think was what I needed and then it wasn't until um I, you came back like two days after I got back and then he started to post um, because um, I wasn't following him on social media while like we were talking and um, he was like, please follow me. And I didn't want to follow him because I didn't want to see stuff like this that would confuse me, but I'm following him. Um, but I didn't before because I wanted to avoid stuff like that. So I was fine. I really wasn't even worried or thinking about it until uh, I saw that post yesterday and today. Um, and I try not to even view his stuff when I'm on social media. But I get what you're saying about the closure and whatnot. Well, I mean, then it's not necessarily there's going to, it's not necessarily that there's going to be closure. I'm not saying the relationship is going to end, but at least you will have you will, I mean, there'll either be closure or there'll be continuance and, you know, of the relationship and you will have clarity instead of being in this state of not knowing what is going on. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Silly to me. You're right. Yeah. No, I get it. I understand. 
All right. Oh, I guess I'll suck up my my ego and my pride and reach out. I think you should. Do you think so, Neil? I think you should talk to him. Yeah. Okay. I just I just didn't want to reach out and then it. I mean, I get what you mean. I would know something. I just didn't know if I should, if it would make things worse. Well, there's times to not reach out and to be waiting. This, that's okay, but you know, I right now it doesn't seem it, it doesn't seem to be healthy for you to not be connecting with them. Reach out, see what he has to say. Don't be heavy. Don't be demanding. Don't respond. Yeah. To anything, no matter what he says to you, don't respond like you're getting all panicky. If he says something to you that disturbs you, just let it work through you. Don't just go, oh, I see, I understand. Don't give him any problems. That's going to be your best bet. So yeah. unless he says, I don't want to be with you, I've decided, you know, that's different, but that's not, I don't think going to happen. I want to ask you something. Have you done anything with yeah. uh, white clothing, like white pants or a white outfit? Um, I ha- I do have white clothing, yes. Okay. Well, can you just real quickly, what just say something about it? I don't know. I just saw it, and I don't know why I saw it. Um, the bikini I wore was white when I went back home. I don't know if that means anything. Okay. All right. Your bikini was white. Do you know anybody that was ever in the Navy? Um, I sure a guy who was in the Navy. Okay. All right. Not a big deal. Just some psychic stuff. Okay. So just follow through on what we're suggesting. Okay. I will. And I'll keep you guys updated. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Kristen, for, you know, telling it like it is. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I need it. Well, let us know. Right. We will want to hear what happens. I've been wondering. All right. Actually. Yes. No, I'll keep you updated. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's tough when you're in that beginning stage of a relationship and there's lack of clarity about you know, where you're going and yeah, those levels of it's, maturity it's, aren't quite to the point of... Relationships, 90% of them take work. And 20%, you, not much work. But 80% takes work to be in a relationship and you have to, you know, go through. But communication is vital, you know, of course. Communication is vital. Um, I don't know of too many relationships that are silent. But there, but silence is, is valuable in a relationship. I think there's methods of silence that um, are, are important uh, in terms of households that are quiet, you know, arguing, and uh, they're just sort of a calm, silent essence to them. So there's something peaceful about that aspect as well when you have um you know her brianna i guess brianna no she's here she's listening she's got a uh she's her karmic side has a a number of heart and 
psyches, third eye. So, uh, but that's on the karmic side. So her, her coming into the world, trying to find a certain attitude of balance is still crucial for those first 31 years, combined with the fact that she, um, she, she's plagued by, the, by her own brain. Her brain gets her mixed up because she constantly overthinks and overanalyzes and then finds herself in a place where she can't find an answer. Don't, and don't so she we, works herself into a turmoil. We know someone else born on the same birthday, 4-6, yeah. different year. I mean, yeah. 30 years age difference. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Yeah. 31 years, yeah, 30 year age. 30 year age difference. Yeah. And um, different, different karmic and master number, but same, same, same birthday, um, month and day. And yeah, yeah. that person gets involved in, you know, yeah, a, and a overanalyzing, and and it's the same theme relationship. But there's that. It, it, I mean, Brianna has a two in her year, but also between her four and six is a two. So there's obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, struggle in relationships. Her balance, in the code. her balance is about constantly about relationships. If, if Brianna, 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 if Brianna was single and just in charge of her life, she wouldn't have this turmoil. But when, as soon as she connects in relationships, turmoil comes in because of that two factor. So, uh, and her master number is the same as her month, so that theme of balance in the heart, your heart gets into her head, and then without any clarity, her heart and her head start to battle each other in these intellectual debates, these premises that never have any firm conclusion. Well, that will change after a while, but that's what brought her comment. She brought that comment in with her. Well, I'll be interested to know what happens when she does connect with Jake. Because I've been wondering, I figured she hadn't hadn't made an effort because she hadn't contacted us. So Yeah. Uh, relationships. It, it's the thing about the difficult thing about relationships in a psychic evaluation is to how to measure the karma. In other words, how you meet somebody because of karma or past lives, and then what? Where, where does the meeting? What? Where, where did you detach from? In other words, how did you leave the person in that other lifetime? Under what conditions? Because when you come back, even if it's a leap over lifetimes, when you come back, you're continuing where you left off. So if there's turmoil, then you probably left that previous lifetime in turmoil, and you're catching up and continuing the journey, even though there may be other factors involved from other past lives, not exclusive to the one you're in with the person. So you have to combine that stuff. He obviously... This guy has has karma also from other past lives that has nothing to do with Brianna because she's excluded from his experience here. So he's working out a separate past life that has really nothing to do with her, even though it is integrated in the connection she has with him. But he's off doing his thing because that past life 
she wasn't exposed to. But because they are together, there is some distant connection to what's going on in that regard. So she's not hearing everything she needs to hear. And that's because of the karma. We have each separate past lives. Well, and she has separate past lives too, obviously, because, I mean, everybody has separate past lives as far as, I mean, the intensity the intensity of their past life together, I mean, they had separate past lives where they weren't involved in, I mean, they weren't incarnated together. But, Bri- I mean, Brianna, so Brianna had separate past lives, but her focus is still on Jake while he is, you know, more distracted by whatever else is going on on a linear plane right now that's related to those past lives that they didn't share. Yeah, what I'm saying. yes, that's true. The, but you see, their master numbers are three and four. That's their month. Right, but they, oh, now, it's, it's true. And their months, though, are their own master numbers. It's not like the master numbers yeah. are, but the days add up to his master number three. So, and then the his, thing. so there is a, his energy there is going to be, there is some attitude of, of a uh, continuum of energy. The day that the master numbers are exclusive to them to their respective months, so there is some origin of a strong past life connection. The days are broken up. So in other words, Brianna's concept of feeling more complete and knowing exactly where she'd like to go with Jake is that solid six. He's broken up That's with one the five. five. And that five is also physicality. physicality. So he's got a he's got a, a root system of physicality five. that he's yeah, has to work out. Between the one and the five is a four. Which is her month. Which is her month. So he's having a harder time finding that four because it's broken up. But their master numbers together are, are you know, between the nine and the two. In their year, I mean, there are seven together, and that's yeah. the difference between two and nine. It's a difference. It's a difference. But that, but that, see, that seven is not a meeting of spiritual energy yet, because it's separated. So their spirituality, um, that's what's lacking right now, because he's so in the physical world that he can't, he can't grasp a higher element of spirit to where he would be providing her with more security. But he's locked in that more of that physical element of of energy. Um, But, you know, his 315 is a nine, so he'll endure. He doesn't give up in spite of the fact that his ego can be damaged, but he doesn't give up. So we're locked into, you know, this eternal battle of uh, how we work out our conflicts in every lifetime that we have. We have to work these things out. And hopefully the universe gives us a certain amount of time to significantly do it. That would be our karmic number. But most of us... Most of us don't get get done by the karmic number. No. Because you're not, the awareness isn't there. And so you're talking about resolving all this earthly karma to be able to get to a higher level of spirit and transcendent energy. And that's very difficult for people um, 
when they're not educated at all about how to how to complete something always happened at that karmic element something's going to burst and happen sometimes it's great and sometimes it's a change that transforms into an ultimate other change but something's always going on in those elements i mean um even you know, when when you see visions, you know, well, I had a white bikini, and there was a guy I used to talk to in the Navy. But you really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> Interesting. It's shocked the system. <laughs> it's just a shock to my system. Not only during that right now. I'm in love with a guy named Bobby. The things people could do with splicing this, this audio. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh See, I, you know, there, I don't know, there may be, there may be some element of sexuality or relationship that is uh, not absolutely connected to the one she has with Jake. So there may be something that is still being worked out. She'd have to look at the male figures that she's talking to now, even in just confidential mode. Um, well, she she did say that she she made it clear to Jake that she has a lot of male friends and that she you know continued plans to continue relationships with her male friends and he said I'm not threatened by that I'm not threatened by man, other men I'm well, okay with yeah. having those relationships so yeah. I mean, because she's, I mean, they both come from sports element. She was a cheerleader for him. Yeah. Was she a cheerleader for she his was a team? Cheerleader. For his team? I don't know. Yeah, I she think was so. A cheerleader. And um, so her connection to to athletes, obviously, is going to be strong because she's in that element. She comes from that element as well. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, in that field, that football field comes from uh, past life war zone. So football players are usually evolved from some kind of warrior past life element. So so she might have known him when he was uh, maybe a Roman. I don't know. It could have been some war attitude. Probably more ancient than more like World War II. It's probably more ancient. In, in that regard, but uh, and I think they are different ethnic. Yes, there's different. She's white. She's black. I don't know if she's mixed or what. I don't. I don't no, I think she's full. I don't know. But uh, so that doesn't. I mean, that's neither here nor there. But it, but it does. It's still a part of the energy field of when you analyze two people connecting that that zone has that difference just as much as red hair and blondes. Well, yeah, different. and he comes from, he's from Alabama, which is, I mean, one of the most conservative states there is. So yeah. that division of, um, you know, the, the segregation and all that, I think they're from the South. Missouri, obviously, is from the Southern as well, but Alabama, right. I think, is even more even more conservative and it looks like his family is pretty conservative, so I don't know what you know his background is as far as um, you know, religion and you know whether he was in a you know grew up in a primarily Caucasian 
yeah. environment or if it, there was a more mixed element. Obviously, in the sports, sports arena, you're going to be dealing with more mixed energies. But as far as his, uh, you know, as far as his formative years are concerned, I don't know if it was more uh, homogenized background. Well, I mean, the cross-references in, in nationality or ethnic background is intriguing in, in terms of the attitude of energies that uh, we analyze when we go back in time, because we're not, we just don't have our own physical genealogy, but we have past life genealogy. So he might have been African-American in another lifetime. It, yeah, of course. It doesn't mean that just because he, every time we come into the planet, we have a we adopt adapt to a new nationality and a new ethnic background, but we can cross over in, in several from the viewpoint of several different lifetimes where we were not in the same lineage, family tree lineage that we are currently in. So there's that cross reference and. It, it's very complicated. Um, I was looking at a, the wiring system of a security system, and how there, there are so many wires in, in how we and how a home can be secured with a with security system. And the different wires was like, what in the world? How are you ever going to know one wire from another, where they go? I mean, they say that our intestines stretches for miles. Great. Um, and, you know, when you get into the idea of how complex our system, our system, our past life networks are, it's like a, a billion wires all formulating into the composition of our soul. So our souls connect to all these different outlets whereby that's why we have such diversity on the planet and why we as human beings are not simplistic in our composition. We're hardly simplistic. I mean, even if you consider yourself to be a simple human being, it doesn't mean that you're not complex. So when we get into this idea of complexity, uh, even when you look at a number and a birth date, a four is never a four. A four is one, two, three, four. And a four maybe have different colors to it. Because you can talk about heart, you can talk about balance, you can talk about just the nature of what a four is. Right, well, I mean, the chakra color for four is not red, it's green. And it's green. But Even though it's related to heart, so. Well, if somebody from another planet said, oh, all human beings have a heart, okay, so every heart is the same, right? Yeah, they all look the same. So therefore, every heart beats the same. No. Every heart operates the same. No. And so obviously, you get the point. Not all master numbers operate the same, even though they seem to take on the same identity in their composition. But in the actuality, number systems are are much varied. And so... When we look at a human being, the simplicity of one human being to another is not always that easily defined. So we have these complexities that present to us problems and confusion 
and conflict because there's so many factors involved. So when people ask us as psychics to figure it out, we're looking at a thousand different wires and trying to figure out which, I mean, this technician knew exactly what wire to go to. I thought, it's amazing that he would know which wire, but in his code, he was saying blue into green, green follows red, red follows white. I'm going myself, what? I don't understand his code. He wouldn't understand my numeral, uh, numerical code, but he actually had a code for working out the wiring system in a security system. And it was fascinating to listen to him and watch him. That's why I like to follow these workmen around. Because uh, <laughs> you learn something. And if they're, if they're, if they're friendly enough, they'll teach you why you're learn, why you're watching. They'll they'll kind of tell you what they're doing. I ask questions because I like to learn about things, even though I'm not real skilled at that kind of stuff. But you learn and you draw analogies in life. Um, and you you were talking recently about how you connect your own psychic element. Through time and space, you were talking about a bear and Staten Island. Why don't you explain that? Oh, um, well, it, in my third eye work, I was looking at the door behind me, which I do in my process. And uh, I didn't see a vision of a bear, but the thought of a bear came into my mind for some reason. And I guess I mentioned it to you, right? Yeah. I said, I thought of a bear. I didn't see a bear, but I thought of a bear. But then that night, well, in the morning, it was really the morning, in the morning hours, I had this dream and I was in Staten Island. I wasn't, I wasn't like in the dream. I was watching the, the dream. So I was like a third party watching the dream. It wasn't like I was watching myself in the dream, but I was observing Staten Island. And I don't really remember the details of the dream, but it, there was a severely negative energy about Staten Island. And it was so heavy on me when I woke up that I actually, because I woke up, did some things and decided to go back to bed because I didn't get great sleep. But anyway, prior to going back to sleep, I looked up Staten Island and because I wanted to see, I don't know that much about it, um, I wanted to see what the socio, you know, general socioeconomic status of people there are, et cetera, et cetera. But what I found out was that a couple of days prior, a bear cub had been found in a parking lot um, with a with a severe wound, and there, you know, was talk about where this bear came from because bears aren't native. It's a grizzly bear. Bears aren't native to Staten Island, and that someone wounded this bear and planted it in the parking lot in Staten Island. And so I was talking to you, Neil, about the, um, I mean, it, there's a very loose association of the bear that I felt doing my third eye work and then the dream of Satin Island and then how that led me to this um, story, essentially. So, you know, how the third eye one starts to put things together, I mean, kind of a loose, sloppy fashion. I would uh, relate to this experience. Exactly. I mean, it's um, when you're when you're trying to when you get out into the world, it gets a little bit deeper. Different than doing, and you were discussing the difference. You know, when you're talking to people, doing personal readings, and getting into their specific energy field, 
um, versus starting to pick things up on a on a on a world scale, you know, events that are going that 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 happen. How 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 the psychic brain starts to pick up those types of things. It's a different process than doing a personal reading. Yeah, it, it, obviously, you know, if you're if you're going to the wider your your expanse, that the harder it is to take all the factors in. You're just expanding into the field of energy. So, if the the thing about it's looking at psychically looking at the world, you have to take out of that context the very specific thing you're looking for, or you're going to get a mixture of symbols that you may be pulling out of that environment, but they they don't connect. There's no connection. So psychically, you could say, well, uh, I'm picking up a bear, and there was a bear on Staten Island, and I'm picking up an octopus, and there was an octopus found in, in Florida. And, okay, so you so it's psychic, but they're not really connected. Right, they're not connected. Necessarily so. So you have to sometimes formulate into the composition of being a psychic a specific framework of how the two are connected. Right, because my dream didn't include a bear. There was nothing about a bear in my dream. Yeah. So a stronger psychic vision would have in- probably included that element, and it didn't. Yeah, it, it, is a, it is a learning experience to get to be, to learn how to be specific in a reading so that the vagueness of your delivery, of your otherwise delivery, doesn't confound the listener. There's got to be a way to incorporate the specifics into a meaningful narration that all makes sense. And that takes a little bit of challenge, practice, and experience in terms of getting that down in such a way that it does make sense. But when you hear people that you're giving a reading to say, well, that makes sense, that helps. Then you know you're, then you know you're on the right track. Yeah. Um, in zone of though, in the zone of of moving out of your body to find psychic information, you also have to be centered within yourself. Because if you're not, it's going to confound your vision. So that's why psychics say, you know, Zen. I'm doing my breathing. I'm focusing. I got to go into spirit. They're actually going into themselves to find that attitude of energy that is concentrated and balanced so that from their outlook, they are coming from a good space to begin with. Otherwise, you're going to be all static. Um, I've known plenty of psychics that when I look at them, they're like 300 pounds. They're, they're, they're smoking cigarettes. They're drinking alcohol. And yet they're talented as psychics, but they drop dead at 40. You know, they, they, you've got to be balanced overall in life and concentrate on that every single moment, more or less day of your life. You have to make sure you're being balanced. And psychics have a certain responsibility because they're going beyond the grasp of reality, of, of concrete reality in order to give somebody information. So if they're going to go out there, they've got to know what they're doing. 
Otherwise, um, they come back with disparate information, and it just doesn't seem to make sense, and it's more confounding to the person than when they started. But anyways, that's one life to live and days of our lives and uh, our soapbox soapbox dialogue. Our soapbox dialogue. Well, our soapbox has been pulled out from under us. We're at the end of the show, but we're back on the air on a regular time, Wednesday, 9 a.m. Eastern. Okay, have a good weekend.